check out shapeandfoster.com. Shape and Foster is a lifestyle development app that provides monthly actionable insight from six experts in mental health, financial planning, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and a life coach. It's a one-stop shop for self-improvement. The app provides a proactive and informed approach to improving your mental well-being by enabling practices and habits to be built. Lifestyle development is about enhancing your quality of life by improving awareness, identity, and potential. One community of actionable insight. Learn from six pillars essential to a healthy heart and healthy mind in one unique app. Visit shapeandfoster.com for your free 14-day trial. Gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast. Here we are a couple of weeks into 2021, and I have seen more Facebook ads and gotten more emails about new year, new you than I can even keep track of. I know lots of us feel like turning that calendar page and looking at a brand new year is a fresh start and an opportunity to totally reinvent ourselves and to really be a brand new you. But I've got to admit, I'm not a fan of new year, new you. If you are a person who lives in yoga pants and t-shirts and doesn't put your laundry away, just flipping a calendar page isn't going to make you put on dress pants every day and stick to a laundry routine. And there's another side to it that I don't love. New year, new you implies that there was something wrong with the old you, which I'm here to tell you there isn't. But that doesn't mean that there isn't room for improvement or the real desire for some of us to transform one or more aspects of our lives. So how about we call it New Year Best You? I understand it's not as catchy, but it is definitely more realistic. So that's what we're talking about today, how to get real lasting transformation by becoming the best versions of who we really are. And to help us reach our goals this year, I've invited Melissa Ronda to the show to help us be successful in reaching those goals. Melissa is a former addict who, at age 35, got a second chance when she dropped her bad habits and 60 pounds and turned her life around one squat at a time. Now, as a thought leader in real transformation and host of the podcast, Bad Bitches Losing Weight, Melissa helps ambitious women own who they are and raise their standards. She's obsessed with supporting women who haven't had it easy and is committed to helping them create extraordinary lives by turning their adversity into their biggest asset. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Hi. It's so good to chat. So we got to talk about your bio a little bit. A lot of women feel like, oh, it's too late for me to start or I'm too far gone. I've got too much weight to lose. It would take forever. And so they just don't start. Can you tell us a little bit about your own transformation and how you got to where you are now? Sure. I say it is never, ever too late to start. And if we think about our lives as books in a series, I think about especially for myself, having children younger. So I'm in my 40s. And this is like a whole new book. <laughs> so I think yeah. there are a lot of women out there who are reaching this time in their life when they have a little bit more freedom. They're, they have a little bit more opportunity to focus on themselves when sometimes when they're when we have really young children, it feels very difficult to do that. So I yeah. fully believe that anytime 
is a wonderful time. And I life has a way of teaching us the same lessons over and over and over again. So if we have this recurring theme coming up for us that is really causing a lot of discord in our life, it's important to recognize that that's always going to be there unless we choose to address it. Love that. So most people know that I do not talk about weight loss on this show, mostly because I want women to get it out of their heads that they have to love their body completely before they love their wardrobes. And it's a really hard habit to break to get out of that. I'll buy great jeans when I'm skinny. I'll invest in clothes when I lose two sizes, whatever. That mindset is really tough to break. And I just simply refuse to feed into that. But you and I talked about weight loss and we are on the same page about not wanting women to wait until they've transformed to live fully. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. First of all, it's so crucial that we understand that we aren't our bodies. We are <laughs> we are our souls. We are what is inside. This body is just this thing that we use. And our souls are already beautiful. They're already perfect. They're already worthy. They're already loved. They are completely whole. We are the ones who put these contingencies on ourselves about uh, how we need to feel in order to be happy, loved, worthy, healthy, all of the things. And so when we're coming from a place of understanding that we are already perfectly whole and that what we're just choosing to do is if we are choosing to lose weight, that's because we want to feel freer from our bodies. When we feel uncomfortable in our bodies, if we're actually physically feeling uncomfortable in our bodies, that means we're thinking from our body. We're not thinking from our soul. It takes over so many events. It takes over important days. It takes over photography. Do you know how many beautiful, beautiful, worthy, gorgeous women are hiding behind their children in photos because they're just consistently, constantly aware of the shell that is covering their beauty. So we're the one who are putting Mm -hmm. these contingencies on ourselves. So that's really the only reason that we would want to address our weight is because we want to feel less in our body and more in our in our soul in who we truly are. We never ever want to make change from a place of feeling as though we aren't worthy, beautiful, loved, exceptional, perfect, brilliant unless we are a size 6. Never ever ever make change from that place. Yes. You know, that's funny because I, I'm open about the fact that I've been up and down the scale. And what I know is if you put that number in your head, like I won't be happy until I'm a size eight, you get to an eight and you're not happy. Like there's no magic number where you feel like I'm done. I'm good enough. This, okay, you know, put a stamp on it. Now start buying the clothes. And I always tell women that a beautiful wardrobe is a much better catalyst for change than it is a reward. Because when you treat yourself well, wherever you are, it inspires you to treat yourself well in all areas rather than just like hating yourself until you love yourself. Like that doesn't make sense at all. To me, that one just does not make sense. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we're going to be talking about the transformation process today. And there's so much alignment in the way that you view the the beauty and the self-love through wardrobe 
that um, I feel so similar about that, about creating words of affirmation, um, meditation, visualization. And we're both saying the exact same thing. We're just going different ways to get there, which is it starts with love. You cannot punish yourself. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. And you can't punish yourself with bad clothes. Like, who wins in that game? I just don't understand. Like, who wins that game? I know who loses, and it's it's us when we do that. But I don't know who wins that punishment game. So I said in the intro that I am not a fan of the whole new year, new you thing, because I feel like we start the year with these lofty ideas about how we're going to be completely different. And it's not usually accompanied by any sort of actual plan other than I'm going to go to the gym seven times a week. It's just kind of more of a wish. And then somehow we're not magically different. And then we feel bad about ourselves. So how can we approach these big changes, like real transformation and get better results? I know you've got five keys for transformation for us, and I'm just going to kind of shut up and let you talk. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is this tendency to come at transformation from this very masculine standpoint of like, how many glasses of water are you going to drink a day? And how many steps are you going to take? And, um, and, and I fully believe just embodying the femininity of it, the nurturing, the, the loving, the helping uh, fertilize the soil so that it can grow. So when we come at it from the place of femininity and love, it's, uh, it takes all that negative, yucky stuff out of the way. So, Yes, exactly. Yes. I hate the yucky stuff. That's a great way to put it. Great way to put it. All right. So what is our first key to transformation? Okay, so we've already touched on the first, which is figuring out what's gnawing, nagging at us, right? Understanding, and what I love to do is really bring women to this energetic place, almost like a like a beautiful meditation, where we're really just loving the heck out of ourselves and just really like marinating in love and possibility and beauty and openness, right? And so we're coming from this space and then we want to ask ourselves, why is it that I believe I, what is the difference? What is the space between the way I'm showing up and what I know is aligned for me. So that's really what the biggest problem is, right? So if if somebody is, let's say, they just they they view themselves as they they think they're the perfect weight and they're happy in their body. They're moving through life not concerned at all with their body because they have the belief that their body is great and they're perfect and they're happy that way. But when we have this discord is when we're, again, like I said earlier, really feeling like we're so much in our body and it's distracting us from who we really are. So when we're in that space that we're going to want to ask ourselves, okay, well, how am I acting out of alignment of if I know that I want to be more in my, my soul and, and feel freer and not so contained by this body, how am I acting out of alignment from that woman? So does that look like, you know, I know that I'm emotionally eating and that's something that I'm really going to want to address. Why am I sad? What is um, bothering me? Um, is there a different way that I can address these thoughts and these feelings? So starting to investigate. The way that I love to do this is to ask yourself, 
like from the highest version of yourself, how do you think you would show up every day? Okay. What do you mean by that? For people who don't know what the highest version of themselves looks like, what does that mean? Okay. This is so easy. We can just walk through it right now. Okay. So you are closing your eyes, just sitting in a chair, maybe a beautiful music on in the background, maybe a candle lit. And you close your eyes and you imagine yourself. And it can be next week. It could be a month from now. It could be six months from now. It, could be, it doesn't matter, right? And we're, we're moving through life and we're asking ourselves, what does that look like? How do I feel? What am I doing? What thoughts are coming up for me? Just as a child would daydream, it's the exact same thing. So remember when you were little and you would just stare off into space and you would imagine all these amazing things? Well, as adults, we lose that ability to do that. And so we can't see what is actually possible for us because we don't allow our brains to play. So we want to let our brains play. Okay. And then what we can do from that space is start creating a list. And you can create a list of 50 things. What are the things that you want in your life? When you envision that space of where you're at, um, and let's say it's six months from now, and you're, you're wearing all white, and you're just walking so gracefully, and you feel at peace, and you're happy, and you're smiling, and oh, look over there, there's my, my child's reading a book on the couch. Wow, that's amazing. And I have this beautiful <laughs> plate of just a few little crackers and some fruit and some cheese and some nuts and a cup of tea, and I sit next to my child on the couch. Oh, this is beautiful, right? So we're marinating in this, in this beauty, in the sexiness of it. And then we want to go into the masculine space and start creating that list. Okay. So what does that look like? Okay. What are the things that I want? Well, I want to be the kind of woman who wears a beautiful, elegant, soft wardrobe of white. I I want to encourage my children to read more. Um, I want to be calmer and more at peace. I want to be a little bit more intentional with the food that I eat. And I want to take time to be a little bit more ceremonial about it. Meaning I'm not right now I'm at a place where I'm just grabbing a granola bar out of my purse because I'm ravenous. But when I envision that woman that I'm that I am to become, I see her just calmly nibbling on treats on a plate. And so that's what I want to be. And I want more of that. And what and so we're and we're starting to look around the room of this vision that we're creating in our head and getting more specific and more detailed about that. And then start creating that list of the one to 50. What are those things that you want? It's so much easier to transform our lives when we're doing it from this luxurious space of possibility and play. And then it gives us indicators of what's really important to us. Because I could say to you, well, you should eat seven servings of vegetables a day. But the reality is we all have different bodies and and different activity levels and different needs and requirements. So uh, most of us really kind of know ways innately inside of us that we could be making better, more loving choices for ourselves. And so creating that list of that one through 50 is going to give you a great start and to figuring out, like, what do you want to start knocking off first? Okay. So let's say the transformation that I really want this year is that I want my home to be a more peaceful place. I mean, my homes are a very peaceful place, but let's say I have a total chaos home and my kids are always yelling and crazy and my house is a mess and all that good stuff. So the idea is I would just kind of sit and imagine that 
I'm in that calm, peaceful, organized, clean, no laundry on the floor kind of space. And then I make a list of what I want. I want no yelling in my home or minimal yelling in my home. I want a clean home. You go through all those. Is that, am I on the right track here? You're absolutely correct. Except the one thing that I would say is I would start with you. So we're always wanting to come from the place of nobody else around me is asking okay. to be part of this transformation. I'm going to own this. So if I, have a, if I have a messy home with yelling children, I'm likely the person who is cultivating and crafting a home with, okay. that is messy with yelling children. So we want to ask ourselves, what am I, how am I showing up in a way that's contributing to this and how, how do I want to change that? Okay. All right. Got it. Right. Then you might add in to there. Okay. Well, I'm super stressed, right? So I want to live a life where I'm not stressed. Okay. Well, what does that look like? Well, maybe I'm going to need to meditate or maybe I'm going to need to go for a walk or maybe I'm going to need to hire a sitter to help me out just a little bit throughout the day. Or maybe I'm going to need to hire someone to clean the house because I simply cannot do it all. So we want to start to investigate all of those possibilities and come from a growth mindset, like asking ourselves, how can I find a solution to my problems? Okay. All right. So what is our next key of transformation? Okay. So now we've got our list of the 50 things that we want to do. What we can do from there is pluck off the ones that are going to move the needle in the right direction the most. So a great example of this is like, what is the biggest problem? What is the biggest pain point that you have right now? Now, you might be surprised while I work with women in weight loss, most of them, the first answer that they, that they pluck off of their list is not their weight. Because the weight usually is a byproduct of something else that's painful in their life. So maybe it is like your perfect example of just a chaotic home, okay? So if we know that that is the largest source of our unhappiness, by addressing that first, it's going to give us the most impact in the other areas of our life. So an example would be if the house becomes more peaceful and you work on meditating and you and you work on presenting yourself as a calmer person in the home and you're encouraging the children and you're, you're, you're cleaning up things and all of that, you're likely going to do a lot less stress eating because you're feeling really good. You're feeling really proud of yourself, very confident, and there's less, um, less need to escape reality. Okay. Do you find that most women know what their number one thing is? No. No, okay. no. How do you find that? Well, through that visualization practice, right? And this doesn't have to be like a one and done thing. I really encourage your listeners to, you know, maybe even tonight, just for five minutes, you can go on YouTube, find like a sound bath or uh, like Tibetan bowls. It's just a, it's a beautiful meditation, just a sound. Um, and I like that because I'm a, a I have ADD and I don't like complete silence. My mind just wanders too much. So sit in the space tonight at just a real decadence and light candles and, and go there visually and imagine what you want. Because like I mentioned earlier, most of us cut off 
and we suffocate that part of ourselves that dreams because we put all of these limiting beliefs like, well, I can't do that, or that's not going to work for the rest of my family, or that would be too hard, or like you mentioned at the top of the podcast, I'm uh, it's too late in the game for me. All of these stories that we tell ourselves. So what happens is we we lose that ability to imagine what's possible because that's actually really painful to to imagine a different existence that we believe that we cannot receive, achieve, or be. So I okay. say start with the play, start with the imagination, start envisioning what is possible, and then do that for a little bit until you're starting to, you know how you know when you're onto something? When you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it feels like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it should be that exciting uh, of a possibility in order for you to sustain the the real change that you want. But then after you've gotten that visualization piece down, that's when you want to start to get the stuff on paper. Okay. And a lot of times what ends up happening, Jennifer, is that usually the thing that most women want tends to be one of the, the last things on their list of 50 things that they want. What do you mean by that? Well, we all have our secrets, right? We all have the things that other people would, if they knew they would be like, no way, right? And we all have a very clever way of lying to ourselves and making certain things kind of okay that we aren't really happy with. And so what we tend to do is say, okay, well, I would just be happy if I lost 50 pounds, or I would just be happy if I had X, Y, or Z. But you and I both know that we get to be happy right now. So there's something happening in our lives that is bringing us an immense amount of unhappiness. And if, if we're using the word just, like I, if I, I would just be happy if I lost 60 pounds, that's a good indicator that there's something else that you're not happy about, but you'd settle for weighing less. Interesting. So I would just be happy if the laundry was done. I would just be happy if people weren't yelling all the time. That means that that's not really the thing, that there's something bigger. Yeah. Well, so usually like, let's think about the laundry. I would just be happy the laundry was done. Likely that person is feeling unsupported and unappreciated and probably has a lot of resentment because they they're, they feel like they're not getting their needs met. And then there's this underlying like belief that you're not worthy or you are not enough. So we're really complex creatures. And while on the surface, it's like, no, I just like my laundry done. If it's such a, a point of contention and like resentment in our lives, we really want to ask ourselves, well, why is that? What's going on there? Because it's likely that we're asking to be supported and we're not, we're, we feel like we're being unappreciated. Interesting. Okay. So we're doing our meditation, we're making this list, and the last things we're writing on this list, it's almost like admitting it to yourself. Is that what you're saying? Like, you don't want to put this down on paper. Like, I don't, like, you don't even want to shine the light in that dark corner, basically, is what you're saying. And that's the last things really to come out are, are the big things that are probably what you need to work on first. Is that kind of what you're saying? 
Yeah. I mean, so just because we're acknowledging it doesn't mean we have to do anything about it. And I think this, um, you know, this is an invitation to explore some of those things that you're thinking in your head, um, you know, just to the audience that we're thinking in our heads that we're, we haven't said out loud, whether we want to admit it to ourselves or to other people. A lot of times we shove that stuff back because we're scared to address it. But often it doesn't mean that we need to address it in the way that we think we do. So let's say there's a lot of built up resentment with your partner and you really are just unfulfilled in that relationship. Sometimes our minds will avoid that stuff because it feels like really big and scary. And we think, oh my gosh, well, what's the option? Leave this person and I have kids and all the things. But, you know, we neglect to, because when we're when we're picking up the stick of fear, we're, we're neglecting to realize that there are other wonderful possible solutions. So that might look like reading a book to couples book together, going to some sort of uh, couples counseling or some sort of retreat. I think that is a really, really significant point. So I want to get back to our five keys a little bit. So the first key is you just sit and you think about it. You think about who you want to be, the highest version of yourself. The second key is to write down these 50 things that you want. The third one is to pick the ones that are most important. Am I on the right track? Absolutely. Perfect. What's number four? So the next thing we're going to want to do is we do want to kind of put that masculine man hat on a little bit and ask ourselves, what are some of the things that I need to do in order to make this happen, right? So we want to create like a little bit of some strategy of what are some things I can do every day in order to feel like this woman that I envision. So again, this woman wearing the white and and just feeling at peace and clean, happy home. Okay. So if we've got this list and we're choosing a couple of things off the top, what are some of those things that we can start doing immediately? Okay. But what's crucial here, just like you said, we have a tendency to think that There's this deprivation of love, peace, and happiness until we achieve our desired result, but we cannot do that because we are already whole and we are already perfect. So we've got to work on feeling those feelings of peace and calm and love and alignment now. So the last piece of this puzzle here is we're going to want to create some sort of affirmations that we can write down or say every single morning that are going to help us be that woman right now. You you know, I saw this uh, beautiful, I think it was an Instagram account, where this photographer walks up to someone and takes their photo. And then the photographer says, you are so beautiful. And then he snaps a second photo. And the photo after they heard that they were beautiful is lit up. And it's almost like a different person. They'll have a sparkle in their eye and you can see their, you can see their soul there. The only difference was that someone felt in that moment, that beauty, they, they, they accepted that love and they accepted that compliment. So what we've got to do is we got to do that for ourselves every single morning. Because here, think about it this way. If you're walking into every single day and you're telling yourself these beautiful affirmations like, um, I am a worthy woman. I deserve to have it all. Um, I, I have healthy, glowing skin and hair. I choose to be at peace. I'm a peaceful woman. And we're moving into our day this way. We're going to make healthier choices. We're going to start drinking some more water. 
Like we have a tendency to focus a lot on those masculine things, like get that, get that water in, get those steps in. But if we just start with getting aligned with who it is we want to be, we're organically going to make those choices throughout the day because we're feeling good about ourselves right now. We are going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about affirmations. We will be right back. Today's show is also brought to you by Ebby, a Seamus Underwear membership co-founded by actress and entrepreneur Sofia Vergara. With an Ebby membership, it's easy to keep your underwear drawer fresh and updated. You never even have to think about it. Ebby underwear are seamless, effortless, and smooth. Their secret is the no-slip grip that keeps your undies in place and ensures no visible panty lines ever. These seamless panties form to your body like a second skin. You might even ask yourself, am I even wearing underwear? There's also a cotton lining to keep your lady parts healthy. Ebby offers sizes extra small to 4X, and they come in six styles, which means everybody can find the right underwear for their body. Your Ebby membership helps empower women by financing microloans for women around the world. 10% of all proceeds fund these business loans to help women transform their lives. With an Ebby membership, you'll have access to member perks like free shipping and limited edition prints. So what are you waiting for? Underwear is essential. Women empowering each other is essential. With Ebby, underwear and empowerment are the perfect pair. Go to joinebby.com and use code STYLE20 to take 20% off of your first order. That's joineby.com and use code STYLE20 for 20% off of your first purchase. Okay, so you and I want to talk about affirmations a lot more because this I think is so important. You and I had a conversation a couple weeks ago and you told me what your affirmation for 2020 was and I laughed at you. Do you remember oh, this? I remember. And I, <laughs> I flat out laughed at you. What was your 2020 affirmation? Everything's coming together. Okay. So it's actually still funny to me. It's still funny. But then what did you say to me? Do you remember? The reason that everything is coming together is because the opposite of that is everything is falling apart. So we've got, we have two options here. Are we going to yes. fight it? Are we going to have resistance to change or are we going to embrace it and choose faith that this is bringing us to the highest level of the person that we are meant to be right now? And I just love that. I have to tell you, I stole your affirmation and I'm looking at it right now on a pink post-it note. And I feel super silly about affirmations. I don't know if anyone else listening does, but I feel like Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live, like looking in the mirror, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. So it's always felt really inauthentic to me. But when you said, well, just write them down, I was like, I can write things down. Yes, I can do that. And I stole your affirmation and I'm looking at it on a pink post-it note right now. And I got to tell you, like, it really is shifting the mindset. I mean, because I, you know, 2020, the calendar year might be over, but 2020, the experience, we're still fully in it, right? I mean, the date might've changed, but, but we're still there. So I just, I love that. And I thought what you said about what's the alternative, everything's falling apart, was really, really profound. And I think sometimes we go to that negative place, right? Without even realizing that you can just say the opposite. You can make the other thing true as well. So I love that. And I wanted to thank you for, for giving me that affirmation because I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. 
You are you are so welcome. Would you mind? Can you think of like one experience uh, of something that like the natural gut reaction was a fear thing, and then you shifted it? You know, I don't know that there's been like this gut reaction, a fear thing, but I think that, like I said, we are still firmly in 2020. You know, 2020 was really, really difficult on the style industry, on wardrobing, on all of those things. So, you know, for us as a business, for everyday style, 2020 is not quite over yet, but I feel like starting my day and I write this down probably by 5:30 every morning everything is coming together it's kind of like all right it's going to be okay it's going to be all right like I don't start the day with the this idea of like oh my gosh what's going to happen now oh my gosh and you know I get these um I get these emails from different kind of trade magazines and every day it's literally just doom and gloom like so and so's going out of business retail will never recover like all of these things and i even find that you know i i keep getting them cuz they have some good nuggets that i share with people a lot but i find i'm a lot less affected by them um because i do have this outlook just starting the day with this outlook like it's all coming together it's all going to be okay can, you, can I talk? Like, I'm like a little choked up. Aww. It makes me so happy to hear that. That affirmation is magical. Everyone and anyone who feels aligned to take it, take it and use it. 2021 for me is let the good times roll. That's the vibe. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wanted to tell you, Jennifer, I almost sent you a DM because last weekend we went away just to like reset. And I, watched a Stuart Smalley video on YouTube. My, my husband and children and I like these um, journaling prompt cards where you can ask each other questions and it's a fun family game. And so that brought up the conversation about the Stuart Smalley thing. So we actually played uh, one of one of the, the scenes from that and it's actually quite shocking and it makes total sense that you would have those thoughts and feelings about it it was like it was the joke that he was being, but that he was it being is, kind yeah. to himself and he said he would say but that's okay and really when we think about it like what is the alternative to just be like i'm so stupid i'm so dumb i'm so but it was like that was was that like the early 90s maybe that was just the energy back then. It was just so masculine, like the red power tie, just push through and drive, drive, drive. But this is the evolution. The evolution is love. And um, while it feels a little weird because that isn't the way that um, most of us were programmed in our youth, no good comes from choosing unhappy, un. Um, unfulfilling thoughts. So affirmations feel a little clunky, but once you start doing them, you deliver them differently. Like I will just say, oh, look at that. Everything's coming together. So it doesn't, it, I'm not saying it in the mirror. <laughs> that was a big concern of Jennifer. <laughs> I do think that that's kind of been the, the affirmation sort of schema is like, really get in touch with yourself and look in the mirror and take a deep breath and look, gaze into your eyes and say, I am good enough. And for me, that just feels weird. I'm not a woo woo person in general. So that just feels really weird. But I, I guess you giving me the permission just to write it down 
and I will say that I've become more mindful when I first started doing it. I would just like jot it down. But now like I actually take a second, like, okay, just stop, you know, put your shoulders down, get all the stress out. Cause usually by, you know, five thirty six in the morning, I'm, I'm off to the races. I'm already going. And so it's just kind of like a thing that I have to stop and just be mindful for a second. I stick it on my wall and then I move on with my day, but it's kind of slowly st starting to, um, change my psyche and change my outlook on, on things. So, uh, yeah, I, I will never be a gaze into the mirror and tell myself anything kind of person. It's just, it's just not me. It's just simply not me, but, um, writing it down. I love that idea. I love that idea. I'm not a big journaler either. Yeah. I, maybe I need to be a more reflective person. Maybe that's what we're all learning today. <laughs> Six months from now, if you send me a message that you're a journaler, like I could just quit doing what I do and just feel very happy that I've done it all. <laughs> I think you can feel really confident that's not going to happen. I'm, <laughs> I'm just easily distracted. And so I don't know, maybe I can journal a sentence or something. But um, yeah, but yeah, no, the, the writing down the affirmations, if anybody else will not stare at themselves in a mirror and, and tell themselves they're good enough, smart enough, all that good stuff, write them down. It is so powerful. It is so powerful. Yeah. Because here's what, here's what you did. Okay. So you were like, yeah, that kind of feels good. I'll write that down. And then it became a thought. And then you actually collected evidence that things are coming together. You feel more at peace when you think that thought. So now it becomes a belief. And you believe the more that you do that, the more evidence you're going to collect that you look at the positive side of things and that there's benefits of that. And then your mind is going to more naturally roll into positivity because you have collected so much evidence that everything is actually coming together. So that's how it actually works. I know it sounds woo, but it's not. It's totally psychology based. All right. Science I can get into. Okay. So where are we? Where are we on our five keys? So we have our first one. Let's recap them real quick for people listening. We are visualizing our highest selves. We are making that list. We are picking the most important ones to work on. You don't have to do all 50 things at once, right? As a matter of fact, you probably shouldn't do all 50 things at once. Number four is for the action steps or the affirmations. Yeah. So number four is, yeah, logistically speaking, what are, a, what are a couple of things that I want to take note of, make sure I'm doing? So that if it is drinking water, all right, well, then what do we need to do here? Well, we've got to get ourselves a super cute water bottle that we're really excited to drink out of. So we want to think about some of the logistics behind it because we're not just all floating around in spiritual woo-woo land. So we, so we want to take the action steps there. Oh, I was just going to say, I think most people jump in at number four. Right. Yeah. Like most people jump in and buy themselves the cute water bottle. Yeah. And they're not they're they're not attaching it to this sexy, right. beautiful vision of what is possible. And that's the stuff that's gonna make us want to keep doing it. <laughs> so it's really those first three steps, the ones that people are like, oh, let me just get to the part where I buy the cute water bottle. No, those are really the important things that help that water bottle meaning be, make it become meaningful. Okay, so yeah. what is number five? So our final step is this. Oh, girl, we forget things. We forget when we get lost in the masculine energy of life, we start to forget that we dreamed about this beautiful space of wearing this white clothes and eating the things and all the stuff. So we've got to go there every single morning. 
we're going to create some affirmations around that. And the thing about affirmation creation is I can certainly, this would be like a whole other thing. I could certainly encourage and provide some direction, but your affirmations need to speak to you at this sort of like cellular level. Like you need to be like, oh, ooh, I like that. And, and take on your own affirmations. But we've got to write these affirmations every morning. If you want to supercharge this, you could close your eyes for 60 seconds. Put a timer on your phone. 60 seconds, sit on your bed, close your eyes, and go to that place that you went to in step one. Keep going to that place. Imagine yourself there, feel the feelings of it, uh, start to elaborate on some other things. Oh my gosh, look at that. I didn't even notice there's all these beautiful books on the bookshelf as well. Well, I guess that means that perhaps I want to start reading more. So we're, we're always cultivating and creating from this place of possibility, but we want to go there every morning because if you don't, you're not going to remember to drink the water. You're not going to remember to breathe before you get upset with your child about something. We're, we're, we're coming from a reactive place and not a proactive place when we're not setting that intentional space in the morning to align with the highest version of ourselves. Love that. I think more and more I'm learning that how you start your day is really, really important. Really important you know, setting that tone for being that woman in, in the white. I love that the woman wears white in your, in your visualization. I don't know why I love that so much, but I do, but really starting your day with that intention, because I think then you can kind of, it's a check and balance as you go through the day and you find yourself like eating cheese. It's out of the box. And you're like, Oh, hold up with the woman in white, we eat the cheese. It's out of the box. Or would she at least put them in a bowl first? Right. And sit down while she's eating that. Or, you know, would the woman in white just go off on her kids or would she take a minute and take a breath? So I think it's kind of giving yourself a standard too to kind of live up to, which I, which I love. All right, Melissa, the last question I'd like to ask all of my guests is what you would like our listeners to take away from our conversation today. Are there one or two things you really want our style sisters to walk away with and put in their hearts forever? Yes. Who you want to be is more being than doing. And we are so conditioned to want to work ourselves or punish ourselves into worthiness or whatever we have going on. And I just want you to know that you're, you are already all of those things. So you can be at peace from that and then choose to take action from there. Less frantic, more love. So tell me a little bit more about that. It's more being than doing. Let's take our woman who wants the calm house. Let's let's use her. What does that mean? Really, when we when we show up a certain way, we really have the ability to show other people uh, what's possible. And when we're always coming from a place of peace and love, it's easier for others to accept, receive that, and then show us that back. So the example, like we talked about, spending some time in the morning. I think that. Uh, you know, five years ago, I would have never have done any of these things that I do. And five years ago, I would have spent copious amount of times creating so much content and so much work and so much, so much busy work because I just fully believe that's what I needed to do in order to be successful. And I now realize that all that I really need to do every day, my biggest job is to just fully embody 
the highest version of myself. So that work like we, we talked about with the affirmations in the morning and the visualization, to me, those are like non-negotiables. I really honestly spend such very little time actually doing what like traditionally people would think is actual work. So less emphasis on the doing and more on the being and we end up becoming more productive and we have a more much more enjoyable existence that way. I absolutely love that. Love it. Okay, Melissa, tell everyone where we can find you on the internet. I would say go to melissaronda.com and then it has my podcast and all my social links as well as a great ebook that you can grab when you get on my newsletter. Awesome. So tell us more about this ebook. So the ebook is called Becoming a Bad and it does have five steps for transformation, has some journaling prompts in there for you, and just will help you get started with a lot of the work that we were speaking about today. Because I, I know I really shared a lot of information with you. And what's really important here is that you don't sweat the small stuff. Just whatever you picked up, that's going to be great and start there. But when you grab that ebook, it will walk you through the steps and you can choose the exercises that call to you. I love it. Maybe I'll even do the journaling exercises. You never know. <laughs> no guarantees. No guarantees. But what the heck? I'll try anything once. All right. Again, all those links will be in the show notes to find Melissa. And then you're going to be in our Style Circle member community the week of January 18th, helping us with affirmations and transformations, right? Hey, I am so excited to do this work with your ladies. I can't wait. I am too. So if you are a Style Circle member, make sure you are in the group. You don't want to miss it. All right, Melissa, thank you again for your time and for sharing all of your knowledge with us. Thank you for having me. Good chat. Have a stylish week, ladies. We'll see you next time.